Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. I'm Anthony. That was, I was uh, hoping a- you'd all do it. That was H E I Finnish way of saying hello. <laughs> nice. A little culture edition there. How are y'all? I'm good. How are y'all? <laughs> I'm hot. I am too. It's very hot here. It was pleasant today. That's true. Today was not bad. Yesterday was. It was hotter than Hades yesterday. Op- oppressive. Yeah, it was for the fourth. What was yesterday? Fourth of the July. Fourth of July. What did y'all do for the Fourth of July? <clears throat> uh, we watched three Iron Man movies, and I cooked on my new griddle that Marty gave me early for my birthday, which I'm super excited about, and almost died of heat stroke. What about you, yeah. Tom? It was my wife's birthday, so... Oh, yeah. How was it? When Ellie woke up, she woke me up, and we let Christine sleep in, which Uh. is her favorite thing in the world to do. And then we made her some food. We had delicious Mexican for 4th of July, which just feels right. Yeah. Uh, Being from Texas, of course. Yeah. And (laughs) then we went to see some fireworks. We watched harry potter and ellie did a lot of reading she is so into reading right now oh love that i think she read like 26 books last week dang girl good I know. for she's, her she's good cranking through them she's i don't know if i told y'all she's decided she wants to read all of the books for kids going in, that are recommended for kids going into second third and fourth grade at hall and hall and before she, she finishes gets to the grade before or... she gets to second grade this oh summer. my gosh wow. and then once she finishes that she and christine have outlined all the caldecott winning books since like 1936 and they're going to read all of those nice good once ones she's on older, that list. we won't finish that this summer but we'll work on that throughout the school year and then next year we're going to start on all the newberry award-winning books what a fantastic plan Maybe she'll go into library sciences. Maybe so. I would not be sad about that. I always thought that was a cool major. I did too. I I did a lot of reading over the weekend too. I finished four books. Okay. What books? And did you like them or hate them? I liked them all. So there was a big Swiss that was really good. 
There was Burn It Down, which is a Hollywood tell-all, like all the effed up stories. I read Yellow Face. That was really good. And The Great Man Theory. That was really good. Nice. So yeah, I spend most of my long weekend by the pool reading. And then on the 4th, I watched Jaws and Independence Mm -hmm. Day, two quintessential 4th of July movies. For sure. And then we went to saw fireworks in town, which were not great this year. It was so hazy, and like they were getting caught behind smoke, and they had rained earlier in the day. And yeah, but I've learned something new about Independence Day because an article was trending online called "The Oral History of That Speech in Independence Day," and it's just like the filmmakers talking about that president's speech in Independence Day. Yeah. It was a placeholder speech. They were like, oh, we have time to rewrite this. They just wanted to get the script in. And then the day they were shooting that scene, they are like, crap, we didn't write it. We, we, we never rewrote it. We don't have time now. But they heard him practicing it. And they were like, okay, maybe it works. And then that speech was done in one take. And none of the applause or cheers or anything were scripted. It was just he had done it, delivered it so well that the cast like broke out in cheers when he did it. So they kept that in. Which is awesome. I like hearing that. So magical. I love that so much. Yeah. I like hearing that so much. I do too. That's amazing. I also do not know the Alamo Draft House in DC has a quote-unquote hall of presidents which is basically a presidential museum for all the fake movie presidents so i was looking at pictures online and they have like a marble bust of him giving that speech with the engraved behind him like it's a linking monument it was awesome so good <laughs> so good oh man he's the president we want i would go Definitely. into battle with that no joke Wow. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Jeff Goldblum was so young in that movie. He's so young in it. He was like a sex symbol in that movie. I he mean, watches you poop. <laughs> What'd you say? He watches you poop. He watches you poop? Yeah. What? Hold, please. Oh, Lord. Do I want context he, on this? He is a sex symbol, though, because Sarah, right before that was Jurassic Park, and that was Sarah. Yeah. That, sh- that scene where he's lying shirtless and injured, Sarah said that did stuff for her when she was younger. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where people put these posters in bathrooms. I remember these! Is that from the fly era? He's so yeah. young there. Yeah. He does look like a fly. It's yeah, weird were... how certain people look like certain animals. Yeah. I yeah, suppose that's a... accurate casting then. Actually, you people, you'd go to the bathroom, close the stall, and there'd be a picture of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and say, like, Jeff Goldblum watches you, is watching you poop. Well, when we have a house and a guest room, Sarah wants to do it like one of those weird, um, like one of those weird guest rooms where like there'll be a framed picture of Alfonso Riviero and a Jeff Goldblum pillow and like just weird like TV and movie <laughs> artifacts. On the wall. Please don't do cocaine in the bathroom. Did <laughs> uh, I tell you all about our bathroom when we moved into our house? No. It was painted brown with a leather texture on the guest bathroom, and there were multiple pictures of John Wayne. Huh. What? Wow, that's a choice. Yeah, listeners, let us know uh, 
which animal each of us look like since all human beings look like an animal specific animal i'm down for this i'm down for it too yep christine's redoing our guest bathroom and there are lots of framed pictures of moths and butterflies for some reason it's gallery style yeah and we got a new mirror we at we wired in new lighting and brought in a new vanity so now it looks it's the fanciest room of our house our did, you, bathroom. did you hide a skeleton in the wall no we didn't open the walls <laughs> i love that idea like <laughs> when you redo something whether it's a deck or you open a wall you put a halloween prop skeleton in there mm-hmm. then in 20 30 years that someone's redoing it again that thing just falls <laughs> out Micah, that's goals. Whoever buys my house after me is going to have a hate me in retrospect. <laughs> Not because it's going to be in disarray, but because it's going to be, I'm going to believe behind a bunch of pranks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got something special pre 4th of July. <gasps> oh, what? yeah. A new nephew. <gasps> Dead. Max Theodore Colburn was born in Edmond. Nine pound baby, 21 and a half inches, cute as a butt. Is he perfect? He's adorable. He's so big. He's so big. You know, when you see just chunky babies and you're just like, oh. Chunky babies are the best type of babies. Mm-hmm. Just want to take their foot and put it in a pita pocket. I do. Want to bite your ear off and use it as a sucking candy. <laughs> So that's can fun. You, can, you, can, can you take that out of context, Tom? Like cut that bit of audio out of context. I, I wouldn't do that to Julia. That's awful. Any friends person would know that's already got a context built into it. I didn't realize I was from friends. I just thought that was a funny comment. Yeah, it's when Emma's born. Oh, yeah. When the show went downhill. That's why I didn't realize it was from friends. It's such a funny it's when she won't stop crying. Not commercial, funny episode. She won't stop crying. And you know what's her face uh monica's just sitting there and holding it and phoebe being all weird is like i just want to bite that ear off and use it as a sucking candy monica goes you're so weird but i would take that foot and put it in a pita pocket <laughs> y'all don't remember this it's like one of I my favorite of all times uh all why are the, why aren't y'all on threads yet because i'm not on twitter why would i care about threads if i'm not even on twitter hmm it's valid. You can't can't deny it. It's a valid argument. I don't have an argument against that. There you go. Now why Anthony is not on threads, I cannot explain. I forgot it launched. Uh, is this like um, and also I feel that... I feel like there have been five or six Twitter alternatives now and they all keep falling through. None of them stop none of them falling through. What's falling through? None of them have become like the Twitter alternative everyone has migrated. None of them are automatically linked with Instagram and pulling over all your Instagram data, though, either. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I like that. It's like you can pull over your photo and your description and find all your friends. Hmm. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, I like the I like the microblogging. I like Twitter back in the day. I don't like the cesspool it's become. So I'm hoping something will replace it. 
I am hoping something will replace it too. I was also so hoping that something could replace my favorite Santa origin story when we started Christmas story tonight. And let's find out if it did or not. Tonight it, we're covering it didn't. the 2007 Finnish movie Christmas story. It is uh, basically a Santa origin story, how Santa got started as an uh, orphaned child in f a small Finnish village to become the man we've grown to know and love at the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And how do we hear about this movie? This movie came to us from Santa himself, Santa Matt of North Pole Radio. So do, if Santa himself recommended this movie, do we take that to mean this is Santa's actual origin story? No, because I think even he said when he recommended it that it's a fun version of an origin story he had not heard. Fun is doing a lot of work there. I'm interested to see what y'all thought, although I think I've got a pretty good feel for Anthony. So as I was preparing <laughs> for a while to lead tonight's discussion about this film. Um, Tom, how uh, long have you been preparing to, to lead tonight's discussion? I looked at the, I studied the IMDb and I realized <laughs> there are so many Finnish names here and Anthony really dropped the ball and did not learn Finnish. So uh, we don't have a way to pronounce these names. I'm just going to say my defense, listeners, it's like I told Tom and Julia after, my finish is so good, I didn't realize this movie was dubbed. I thought I was watching the <laughs> Finnish version, and it was just translating automatically on my head to English. <laughs> I, I can't, I watch everything with subtitles, so I can't, uh, I can't claim that I didn't need them. I, I have subtitles on for everything. So if you're curious to know the actors from this film, feel free to check out IMDb. We'll include a link in the show notes this week because we would do more damage than good. And I will I will just say about the cast, a lot of them uh, do have... What was that? It's like Sorry, can you start that over again? <laughs> I clicked uh, one I, of the actors by accident. I will say about the cast, a lot of them have clickable Wikipedia links and have a lot to their name in Finnish. So they're probably big in Finland. So yeah, check them out. I'm sure they're great actors and actresses. I just can't pronounce the name of most of their movies either. So I think we can bypass histories with this and collectively say we've all seen it in the last couple of days it is available for free to watch on voodoo if you haven't seen it yet and you're looking for a new santa origin story mm -hmm. um, I uh is it new let me start that right off the bat it's not really new i have seen similar stories done better you can say that about every santa origin story though man but exactly like there have been so many we have covered a lot of santa origin stories and in terms of these this older fashioned origin story i will take santa claus the movie any day 
I will take Santa Claus has come to town any day. I'll take the Santa Claus, not the same vein, but as an origin any day. I mean, this remind you know what this reminded me a boy a lot called of? Christmas. A boy called Christmas. You know what this reminded me a lot of actually is Klaus. I got some I, of that vibe, that Klaus vibe. And that to me is not good because that's one. But like, that means different things to story. That means different things to Anthony than it does to us, though, Julia. True, that's true. We should say for our Finnish listeners, though, if we have any, for our listeners in general, this movie does have a different name in Finland. It's called Julutarnia. Julutarina. Julutarina. And I'm sure we just both butchered that. This movie opens up with a young boy named Nicholas. I do want to warn parents that this movie is rated PG. It does have a smoking scene that is warned about on IMDb. So if you have kids who are um, afraid of smoke, don't let them watch it. Otherwise, it's a perfectly cromulent family movie. <laughs> Aside from the Disney start. So this does follow the tradition that in Finland, that Santa comes from Finnish Lapland. So that's where it takes place. And Nicholas's family is going on a journey to get his sister. At the it's beginning. The medicine. She's sick. Oh, you get the sister's medicine. And they're taking the sister with them for some reason who is sick to get the medicine instead of letting her stay at home, going to get the medicine and coming back. I assume it's because the doctor has the medicine. I don't know. Maybe. And this so is why weird. Julia alluded to a Finnish opening because, of course, what a Disney happens? opening. A Disney <laughs> Every, opening. The whole family. Who dies. called it? Who called it? You're like, uh, they're all dying. You never For see sure. Santa's parents ever, except in Fred Claus. And we could have done without that. Fred I Claus, you mean as a whole? Yes. <laughs> so they, Santa's parents leave with his sister never to return he That's was right. working on his sister's christmas present when they left her name's ada her name's ada and he gets abruptly told by someone in the village that his parents and sister are dead i did think it was sweet that he finished his sister's present and went to her grave and set her christmas present on her grave mm-hmm. but now this small finish fishing community mm-hmm. has a problem yeah nicholas who's doesn't, who's nicholas doesn't have family nicholas where's in? this kid going there's no orphanage anywhere nearby and they're all sitting around discussing what's going to happen and one nice family says you know what things have been good we can take him you know for a year we'll figure out what happens then uh then it's suggested and floated that to compound trauma for nicholas we give him an and an unstable upbringing by mm-hmm. forcing him into a new home every year. It takes a village. On Christmas. <laughs> On Christmas. So every Christmas, he gets bounced around. Well, it makes sense why they families. do this on Christmas, because he likes to whittle toys. It does all work well together. You know? Still weird. Do it on the 26th, man. Let him have Christmas with the family he's been with. Not put him somewhere the, new. The That's epitome of family holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up on Christmas morning. By the way, here's some 
pretty strange random kid coming to live with you. <laughs> Congratulations, you have a brother. <laughs> but don't get attached. <laughs> He's going to leave. <laughs> but there's only one person in this room that objects to this idea. And his there counter is. his his counter argument is let's just throw him in the lake with his family. Won't that be better for everybody? And you're like, wow, that's harsh. And the guy leaves going, can't even take a joke. You're like, this kid's like six or seven. And we're, oh. So they, they bounce him around. We see him going from place to place. The film tells us that his grief subsides and he's fine. And just mm-hmm. this is all normal and he's cool with it. He has a little friend he doesn't want to help by the lake for some reason. Uh, with his toy i don't know why it just seemed really weird can you help me with this go ask your dad my dad's fishing ask your mom she can't do it uh real weird he does help him begrudgingly which is not the heart of young santa that i would anticipate (laughs) but we bounce around we see him with some families he does good the town comes together and like well six years is up we're out of people well and they've had like a horrible Nobody has any money. Like, Everybody's poor. Yeah, ain't nobody got fish in a fishing no. village. That's a problem in general. Well, let's... You know, we, we're kind of glossing over the fact that over these years, he's been learning to whittle toys, and that's kind of the gift he leaves to the previous families taking care of them as a thank you. This is right. true. They say that he goes to every family he stayed with every year and leaves a present, a whittled present for the kids. Right. And his whittling's getting pretty... looking pretty good. Yeah. With the with the rudimentary crude tools that he's working with that belong to his dad. Yeah. Six years later, nowhere to go. What happens, Julia? That cranky guy Evil, from the beginning that wanted to toss him in the river. Isaac is his name. Evil Hagrid, uh, as I knew him as. <laughs> he has a real Hagrid vibe, for sure. He, um... he's, he's Hagrid who's had some rough years. <laughs> <laughs> this is Hagrid if Dumbledore didn't take him on as gamekeeper. There you go. There you go. He's Isaac? like, I can take the kid because I need help um, working on like woodworking and stuff. Um, so I'll take him in and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Well, he only... He only decides that after he sees these other toys that kids have when people aren't buying his stuff. Right. And learns that Nicholas has been whittling. Right. So he has. So he takes Nicholas back to his house and welcomes It's like forever away, 14 miles away. 14 miles away in the snow. Why Isaac came to this meeting, I don't really know. He doesn't even live in town as it's been. Because he's a a Chad. He's got to be all up in all that business. (laughs) He's a Chad. They That's go the back male to... equivalent of a Karen. I, I know what a Chad is. I oh. just wouldn't have associated that name with this movie. <laughs> but, but he is, right? He is. That's a perfect description. And he is awful to Nicholas. Oh, he goes and welcomes him warmly. He gives <laughs> Nicholas a nice bed and, you know, let's no. He takes him and immediately starts saying, you're going to call me master. Right. And, and I'm going to call calls... you brat. And I'm going to call you Brat because that's a better name for you than Nicholas. That's right. And we watch for the entire course of the year where he is nothing but brutal to this child. Yeah. Immediately he takes he takes Nicholas's whittling knife and destroys it. And then Nicholas is like, oh yeah, that was my dad's. And he's like, oh well, it sucked. Go use that one. 
And you're, an, by the way, you're an idiot because nobody's ever taught you the difference between wood. And I don't know how you can't tell this is birch and this is oak or whatever. You're saying all of this like it's a bad thing, but this all helped him to become a better Santa Claus in the future. Gave him better tools, told him how to better whittle. But you teach could you have, the difference between wood. You could have done it with like 90% less trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh so for the whole year he's abusive to this kid and slave labors him but he does uh, pick up well some carpentry again, but again, nicholas gets good but That's again right. this is essential to his origin he slave labors him it teaches him to slave labor the elves of elves. the future not <laughs> wrong. Oh, speaking of which, i'm gonna pause i'm gonna pause for a second So yeah, it it's essential. It's slave like that's how he learns to treat the elves in the future. <laughs> so we have all of this going on, and we're seeing all this abuse, and then it's time for Nicholas to leave. Which means he's been there a year and it's Christmas. He's been there a year. And Isaac's like, uh, I guess you can stay and you can call me Isaac. And exactly. This is a longest well, no, no, no. moment. This is but what precipitated that is that he figured out Nicholas had been staying up late at night and using the scrap wood that Isaac was going to get rid of to carve toys for what he'd always been doing. And then he had asked, um, he was going to just sneak away overnight and deliver all of them because he knew Isaac wouldn't give him permission to use the sleigh. And Isaac hears what he's about to do. And he begrudgingly is like, get all your toys and Put them we'll in go. my sleigh and we'll go deliver them. So we well, have a it, little bit of a thawing heart. It we is. We have a Linus moment here. But but it's not that, but the way he put, positioned it was that you wouldn't be back in time to work. So we can right. take my sleigh. And the way he found it was he, he saw Nicholas have a scrap of wood that he was going to throw away and got mad. He thought Nicholas was stealing from him, which I don't know how you yeah. steal trash. But then he sees what Nicholas is doing and he's like, oh man, I've been really bad to this kid. I'm going to be a little less bad now. Yep. And so Nicholas stays with him and works with him and starts carving toys. That's right. More out in the open. And this goes and they on bond. for a while. They bond they because the last toy delivery of every run that Nicholas makes is to the hole in the ice where his, his sister family. died yeah. with his mom and dad. So he very drops a toy into the water. Very dark. It's so dark. <laughs> like it really is. There's no light underneath that ice. The, dark water oh, so so not only did this movie remind me of klaus it also reminded me of the just aesthetically the opening of santa claus the movie but santa right. claus the movie i don't know did it better he wasn't like i don't know <laughs> anyway um, over the hole in the ice, um, Isaac shares some of his life with Nicholas. This is the first time Nicholas, after a year, finds out what his real name is, by the way. He's been calling him Master. And he apologizes for how he treated him. And he says, my wife died and I had two boys. And I was so horrible to them after she died that they left. Um, because I'm like this. And I apologize. And you can call me Isaac. And if you want to stay with me, you can stay with me. So like a lot of bullies, Nicholas. not that it makes it right for what they do, but he has his own trauma. He's working. Right. That's right. His own self-induced trauma. Yes, correct. Trauma. So I thought it was sweet. It was a sweet moment. It was this is one of our Linus moments for sure. 
Yeah. After some time, more time passes by, they're working. I, uh, Nicholas comes to Isaac. There are two guys in the room with him. Mm. And Nicholas uh, or Isaac tells him, hey, these are my sons. They this is are, like 20 years later, it looks like. 20 years later, yeah. These are my sons. They're taking me away. Uh, and the son's like, yeah, he's too old for this. And Nicholas is like, well, what about me? And Isaac tells him, I'm giving you my house and my shop and everything. And a big old box of cash, bro. And some and some money to live on. And he leaves. And the sons are perfectly okay with their inheritance being given to some rando kid who's been living here. Yeah, he, he definitely, they don't know about that inheritance. Because he they like, don't. hey, here's a key. I'm going to slip it to you. It's you under know. my... Did yeah, anyone think the sons are going to come back and try to murder this guy in the middle of the night? Because I did. <laughs> they, were, they were, their character choice was weird. <laughs> they didn't seem to like their dad. They also didn't seem to like Nicholas. They didn't like what they were, I don't know. It was just all over the place. I mean, they've got no. some healing to do, right? They, they, do. they didn't, they didn't like their dad. They liked their presumed inheritance. But when this guy dies on his couch, on their couch, <laughs> in a few years, they're going to be really disappointed. Um, let's talk real real quick. So if we, we have an aged but not old Nicholas at this point. So he's yes. developed the full beard. It's got a curly texture to it. He's definitely got longish hair also. It feels a little more um, unhomed long hair than it does like classy combed yeah. silvery golden, right? He looks like he's homeless uh, just a guy right a guy that yep so which is fine i get that um i didn't like the look <laughs> from afar when he's walking it's absolutely da- it's absolutely david harbour the way his body hunches he's like chunky david harbour but then I you like the- see his face and you're like oh it's not david harbour obviously i thought the head and the bad hair and the just not very santa look Remind no, me of he, Paul Giamatti as Santa. Yeah, I got that more than David Harbour. He, he no, but just, I'm no, not talking no, about his face. I just David mean like Bar- when you're looking at him walk, he kind of like lumbers. Which he he was creepy. He did not like look even as he ages some more throughout the film. Like I, he looked like a guy I would not send my children over to go talk to. So we see him continue to expand his reach for his toy delivery. This has mm-hmm. become his thing. He's, How does he's he get him, the list of names? He get well. He gets he gets friends to he enlists a couple people to help him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like his first, his first Elf. family son yep. that he first became friends with, Emil becomes, becomes his, his first elf. Yeah, basically. And his partner in crime. Hmm. And Julie, you want to go into the list? Well, yeah. So what's interesting is he kind of has a realization at this point that um, used to, he would help the kids that helped him, right? Mm -hmm. The ones he knew. Um, But he's like, that's, that's really selfish actually. So every kid should get one, whether they've helped me or not, um, because don't all kids deserve that. So Emil starts teaming up with other friends from other towns and other places when Nicholas is talking about expanding this uh, operation. Yeah. And he's like, this is insane. Like who can do that? 
So he's asking all the same Santa questions or how could you do that in one night? And how would you have time to prepare all of this stuff alone? And, um, you know, Nicholas is just kind of cheeky about it. He's like, I think we can do it. So he gets a list of names and there's one name missing on the list he gets from Emil. Um, and it's Emil's new daughter who they mm-hmm. named Ada mm-hmm. in memory of his own daughter. His, that, his, you know, is sweet. His sister, right? Yeah, his sister. Sorry, not his daughter. Emil's daughter, Nicholas's sister. Yep. So. And uh, the operation continues and we see Ada grow up. Um, Fun fact, Ada, the girl played Ada, Lauren Byrne, is in Foundation, which you were just talking about earlier. In the With podcast. Lee Pace? Yep. Well, how about that? Um, We have scenes where... When Ada's like, I don't know what you think, like seven, eight, maybe? Kid? Yeah, around that. Solid mid kid. Yeah, solid mid kid. Um, Starts to question, like, who is Santa? Because by this Mm -hmm. point, he's developed a look. (laughs) He's got a sleigh. He's enlisted some reindeer to make him move faster so he can get to more places. He has a red coat. Again, only two reindeer, which is a very popular thing. There were a couple in that. There were more than two. There were not eight, though. There were maybe no. four. Yeah, there were not eight. He doesn't need that many yet. He's not going that far. But he has named them Blitzen, Prancer. There's another name. He mentions at least three names, I feel like, when they're in the pen and he's chasing them around. But we have a six or seven-ish Ada who starts to question, like, like who is this person that's doing this? And Nicholas is adamant it is not him, even though she has real right feelings. It's probably him. But he's like, no. And Emil's like, why don't you just tell her? Like, what the crap? And he's like, because it needs to last. If I tell her now, it's going to make it harder to address later. And I feel like we're all supposed to know he's alluding to someday I'm going to die. And like, you know, if I die and Nicholas dies and Nicholas gives the presents, then that means it's done and it can't be picked up anybody else. So there's this whole thing where Ada goes. She does what any decent six or seven year old would do. Yeah. And she goes out in the middle of a snowstorm. (laughs) She's going to find him, by golly. Nicholas's house to bring him a present. That's right. Which, of course. And we all go looking for her. Yes. And nobody can find her. And it is cold and snowy. It looks cold. And she's a little bitty thing. Yep. And so everybody thinks she's dead. Everybody thinks she's dead, but Nicholas is back in his house and out pops a child out of his bed. Under the Santa jacket. Yes, under the red Santa jacket, which also in this, we did, we failed to mention, he went to a tailor and ordered all red everything for his outfit. Yes. And the tailor thought he was a little out there with it. I like, wait, liked what, his look. What color? I did too. You liked his look? His, I loved like, his, his, his jacket and his oh, hat. The, I loved it. The suit looked great. The suit. Yeah. The suit. yeah Not the his suit look. Great. I mean, I the honestly, suit. I liked, I liked his look. It was the, like the length of the beard. I liked the fact that he had curls in his beard. I also liked that, that he had long wavy hair. Also liked that, but I would have made some slight tweaks to make it a little more. I don't, I don't I didn't like the color. I didn't like the gray. It was very gray. It was, it was well, it was like it had like a blonde tint, tint to it, too. Oh, no, like yeah, like gray. a yellowish yeah. tint, like a yeah. smoker yeah. gray, like a smoker. Yeah, yeah, I would have lightened that sucker with some purple shampoo real quick, but um, 
So well, him and she, Ada have this connection then. At well, that Ada point. is saved. Mm-hmm. The reindeer in the sleigh save her and his coat is there and keeps her warm and bring, they bring her home. Yep. So at this point, Which, by the way, her, I loved that. You know, yeah, my fe- you know my feelings on the reindeer. So I love that they had some autonomy here and saved her like a loyal pet. Yeah. I think Blitzen's my favorite. Yeah? Just in general. Uh-oh. I like Blitzen. I feel like those are fighting words. Yeah, it's we can have different ones. It's no, true. they we never can't. made a movie. They never made a movie where Blitzen made stupid growl, growling noises. So that's <laughs> an even better one. Wait, so does that mean all three of us have different reindeer? Because Julia, don't you like Donner from Santa Claus the movie? No, I don't know that I ha- really have a reindeer preference. Rudolph. It's definitely not, not Rudolph. Not so not yeah, she saved. She saved. Yep. She becomes real close to santa she's in on the secret she's helping it happen and we watch her grow up yep he picks her up every christmas was it christmas eve Eve day eve Mm -hmm. night she'd be out there in the daylight she was i think he got her i think she he picked her up before he started his run at night so she he would get her and then they'd go together gotcha which remember listeners because it's a stupid scientific fact, but Santa would be traveling 24 hours. It's not just nighttime when you're asleep. He has to travel right. the night of the world. But he wasn't doing right. the whole world yet. I know. No. I'm just saying it he makes sense doing, like, why he would pick her up during the day. Right. Well, if he picked her up at night, there are no street lamps in this era. So that's our real problem. Like, we can't <laughs> they're not going to get realistic light at night. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um. So they have a fun relationship too he even she comes to him when somebody proposes to her and she's going to get married and he's so excited for her and he just keeps getting older he keeps getting older older. his friend emil dies emil dies yeah her dad he decides his age has caught up with him he goes one last time to visit his sister's grave and leave her a toy Mm mm-hmm and he tells us as the listeners that this next Christmas is his last. Right. What does he do before he leaves? Or he has a he little leave? box mm-hmm. with a little, we don't know in it, but there's a fancy box he's made. It's not a box of cash like Isaac gave him. So like, I hope Ada, Ada wasn't like hoping for a big old box of coins and pearls <laughs> and stuff. But it is a little box. He leaves her a little box in a note. Yep. And he never stops to pick her up that day. Mm-mm. Evening, whatever time it actually is. But she reads her note and is talking it over and says, you know what? We're never going to see him again. Mm-hmm. This is his goodbye. And she tells her husband that because he's wrapping presents like feverishly. Like somebody's got to keep doing this. Yep. She's like, no, it dies with him. <laughs> And I'm like, dang it. It does not die with him, though. Christmas dies tonight. They go to the hole in the ice where original Ada died, and they're sitting there, and Santa flies over them. So it's like, it's the transition to Santa who endures forever. I didn't take it as her husband. I took it as magic. You know, the Santa, he's Santa. He's been immortalized in fantasy. 
I took it that he that like they saw Santa the last time and he's gonna take over. I mean, that's probably the realistic way, but it says fantasy as a genre. Okay. So I'm gonna okay. take that to mean. So he's now immortal and lives in the North Pole and left Finland behind. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I didn't I didn't dislike it. There were some things I didn't love about it, but the story itself was fun. It felt Christmassy. Mm-hmm. I got the VLs. The music at the end ruined every good vibe I had going through the entire movie, though. That was awesome. The credits music? Yes. I didn't stick it out. Oh, my gosh. Go well, back was it like some it. pop track or something? I don't know what it was. <sighs> it was not in English. It was not in English. Which, it's the movie's not in English either, so it, I suppose that's fitting. There was one user review that was very, that I think addressed Anthony and said that this is not for American moviegoers that want a brain dead session to forget immediately. So I think that's Anthony's problem. Oh He's a, he doesn't want to think about movies. It's not that it's got, this movie has dark sides. Let's face it. All tales have dark sides. The matter is if you present them or not, this is a real movie heartwarming beautiful scenery and good acting it does have beautiful scenery lapland is beautiful if you google that like i would love that's like a bucket list place i'd love to visit yeah Um, but like even the sets like the workshop that he works in that's in the basement of isaac's house like with all the candles i thought it was charming it had a santa claus feel to it the santa claus the movie feel to it with the wood um it's a beautiful movie Everybody and every I do want to restress though I'm just joking. Everybody who on IMDb who likes it, it's got it's rated well on IMDb. And if you go read the reviews, people talk about how it's just not the feel good the feel good Christmas movie, but they love it anyway. I this one hit me in the feels in a few different parts. Like I don't know, I don't know that I would put it in my Christmas canon, or that I'm going to go out of my way to watch it again. But I enjoyed it. Here's my it thing. It took its time, but I also wonder about how much of the time taking is English versus not English movie, right? American versus not American movie. Here's my thing. I look at Santa Claus like the Joker in a lot of ways. I prefer the Joker stories where you don't know his necessarily know every detail about his life before you became the Joker. And I like that about my Santa too. Like even the origin stories we've covered with santa before so santa claus the movie we picked up with santa right at the end of his life and he died and just became santa we didn't hear have mm-hmm. his whole childhood or anything like that um <clears throat> yeah like so i i didn't need to know all this backstory i'm good with the santa origin story but it's just the ones we've covered just in the past and resonated with me more and maybe mm-hmm. i am a dumb american viewer perhaps whatever but it just didn't do it for me I, I it was beautiful to look at i'll say that the reindeer were gorgeous the suit was gorgeous the scenery was gorgeous but i don't know maybe they got a different actor to play santa the guy i don't know maybe they tweaked his look with the beard and everything i don't know Tom, what about you? Final thoughts here? It's like I said when we were going into this, I don't 
dislike it. I don't love it. I'm with Julia. I think this comes in at a solid five for me. Yeah, five feels right. I'm going to give it a five, five as well. <laughs> Which goes back to, I tend to be the hardest How do we, how are we like, oh, this is okay. This is an okay movie. <laughs> I don't like it. This movie was crap. It's I five. didn't say it was crap. It just didn't resonate with it. I can't say it's a bad movie. It just didn't resonate with me like a lot of Santa origin stories have. Okay, so this is a <laughs> solid five for all of us, huh? Yep, definitely Christmas movie. Definitely Linus moments. Multiple Linus moments, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad Santa but- Matt recommended it. It was worth watching. I am too. I'm in terms of the foreign movies we've covered. I liked it better than some of the other stuff. Joyous Noel. Joyous Noel wasn't a Santa origin story. <laughs> I said, I, no, I said out the foreign movies, foreign <laughs> films. Okay. I liked it better than uh, what's that one? The French one we all gave like a star to. One really super depressing one. one. Yeah, I hated that thing. Then there was the one we. Oh, actually, I think I liked Rare Exports more than this. Oh, Rare Exports is so much fun. And anyway. I can't compare this in Rare Exports. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they live on two entirely different planes. <laughs> it's like comparing Jackass and like Hamlet. Maybe there's not. Jackass and Hamlet. <laughs> um so let us know what you think if you haven't watched it like i said this is one of them you can i feel very confident saying the vast majority of our listeners have not seen but now have an mm-hmm. access now have a, an opportunity to go watch for free on voodoo.com or the voodoo mm-hmm. app on any of your streaming platforms look for christmas story if not to you, be confused with a christmas story if you like this movie, if you didn't like this movie, let us know on any of our social media. Go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast, where you can find our Facebook group, which is getting more active in the summer months. Mm-hmm. It's picking mm-hmm. up. You can find our Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm sure we'll have a Threads account soon. We're still posting on Mastodon. We're Are all we? over the place. Some of us are. One of us is. Just copying whatever you put on Twitter and posting it to Mastodon. <laughs> we also have a Patreon, uh, where it's for as little as a dollar per month, you can get extra content. Uh, I've been slow there recently, but that's because we're stacking up for the Burr months. Some exciting content coming in October, November, especially. And every year, we tend to get new stickers and stuff up on Patreon as well. So yeah, we're gonna. We're going to have some new stickers and cards to go out this year for the holidays. <gasps> uh, I don't have the list up, so somebody want to tell me what we have? Yes. Up? Yes. So next week, don't worry, Tom, I am hosting. Uh, next week, we're covering The Real Housewives of the North Pole, a Peacock original movie uh from last year. This is like the years ago. 15th time we've scheduled to watch this or something. <laughs> it's getting pushed. Well, next week for sure. And then uh, the week after that, Julia is hosting. We're covering the Christmas episode of Mr. Bean, a classic TV holiday special. I love Mr. Bean. Watch those. Let us know what you think. 
the year is winding down quickly. It is. We only have 4,032 hours until Christmas. That's 168 days. That's 24 weeks. Yeah. Be in the work, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.